It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the podcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Countryfile magazine. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of the podcast. So this season of 12 episodes is devoted to the magic of water, lakes, streams, rivers and the sea. And in this episode three, I invite you to spend a day by the river in the company of Somerset artist Lucy Pendrick. Now Lucy is a long time listener to the podcast and we've been in touch a lot. And when she came up with ideas for her own episode, I was so impressed it seemed like a very good idea to send her the microphone and see what she could come up with. And it's great. So listen on for a gentle and deeply thoughtful conversation with the river about Lucy's connections with nature and art, things that we can all recognise in our own lives. Later in the podcast, I'm joined by the regular podcast team to reveal how we'd love more listeners to get involved in the podcast from now on, just like Lucy. I'm here now at the river. I've sat down um, so that the river is almost skimming in front of me. And as you can hear, I am canopied by a group of long-tailed tits, which are such joyous little birds. When I see them, I always think it's going to be a good day. They just... They just fill me with happiness. You can't, you can't watch that, that little ball of a bird and not smile. Um, so I've always been madly in love with the river. And a lot of things have always taken me back to the river. 
um, or any body of water, really. As a child, there was a stream that I played in outside my grandparents, building dams, and used to spend all day in there. Um, I lived next to the estuary for a time. And then everywhere that I've been... Oh, we did live, we did live on the X for a very short time, right by the river. And that was to see it in its ferociousness as well. That was to see it flooding was quite amazing. The river is a place for me that is sanctuary. And it's sound. It's sound that my mind can cope with. It's a softer sound to everyday goings-on. And it's, it's funny, whereas the woods, maybe I get totally inspired by writing stories, when I come to the river, I, I don't get any of that, and that is why I adore it so much, because nothing is expected of me. I just feel like I can be here and I, and I don't even have to think about anything. Although my mind does wonder when I see things like the sprint that's just, just across from me. Um, I start thinking about that otter and the fact that possibly I'm the first one to cross its path since last night, which is quite amazing. <laughs> As someone who struggles being in my own skin at times, as I'm sure many of us do, something about the river makes me feel like I'm okay as who I am. I'm not really sure why that is, and I'm not really sure I want to go into why that is, because I think sometimes to pull apart, to pick at a thread, you could dismantle it. and. I'm, I'm quite happy just to have it give me that feeling. Um, as a body of water, though, I have realised that I very rarely see my reflection in it, even when I'm swimming, which is such a freedom for me, from my own cruelties to myself and from things that have latched onto me from others. I don't see my reflection when I'm at the river. All I see is the river. And that's a real blessing. So I thought today that well I thought about sharing pieces of work from people that have inspired me with rivers so as a storyteller I am totally and utterly inspired by the likes of Beatrix Potter or 
Wind in the Willows as well. Such wonderful stories of sweetness. Tinged with something, though. They're always tinged with something. Um... I thought about sharing something from those an extract but I'm I don't want to say my spot in the river because nothing is ever yours in nature but I'm at the spot in nature where I come to not where they have been and although their words are weaving in with it in in some way um, I thought I would share a couple of things I have written whilst A, walking to this river and B, being in this river uh, just downstream actually uh, and this, this first piece that I want to share with you about walking to the river was written on this day last year Today, like the rest of the world, I woke to December, but I didn't follow the world. Instead, I followed my feet and a yearning that I am finding grows within me daily for more space, more sky, more solitude, a bigger romance with nature. It was the first day since winter left us for spring last that I have felt the cold. Yes, temperatures have dropped, but I haven't felt that bite. Not until today when I got out onto the fields and felt the wind take my throat as I tried to speak. I find such sanctuary in this weather, where yellow leaves cling to bare hedgerows, and a silent apprehension fills the empty spaces where summer's wings once flew. Winter seems more ancestral to me. There is something more immediate about it. Life and death is much more obvious, especially as I step over rabbit runs where fur meets fox paw. Looking at an old, gnarled oak, his skeletal hand reaching for the softness of a lavender sky makes me realise how alive I feel. I adore winters, and I will walk steadfast through them with muddy boots and earlobes reddened from the wind. I will always carry winter with me until the day I walk into my own. And then this is a very tiny piece. But this was actually written in lockdown in the summer. Um, and I think it was in the midpoint, actually, where it slightly lifted. And we walked it down and further down the river. Not so close to... Um, upstream, sorry, not close to where the sewage treatment is. <laughs> And I got in it. And after months of being in my head and being inside, getting in the river was something else. It's very short, but it was what it was what it felt like. River swimming is like menthol for the mind. It picks me up, unfolds me, reveals creases I hardly knew about and washes me through. 
I feel when I'm at the river like I'm in a dreamscape. That surreal place only your sleeping mind can take you. But it's real. I breathe in that green-aired river smell punctuated by kingfisher and I follow the midnight slipstream of otters. Just short pieces, um, but I realised how, when I look back through my journal, feeling like I don't, I don't write much or sketch. I don't really do it at all while I'm at the river. But it seems to sink into my journal much later on after I've been to the river, when I'm at home. And I think it's because when I'm here, I need to be present and witnessing what's happening because there is so much happening when you're at the river. I think now I will probably turn my recording device off. spend some more time here I'm currently a little bit mesmerised by the way that the ivy is touching the river and dancing along it, it's almost like a hand Uh, I'll listen to the birds I can actually see a bit of litter as well so hopefully I'll be able to pick that up and then I'll go home probably not think about it for a week or so and then it'll find its way into my writing somehow (laughs) and long may that continue because the river is after all the lifeblood of these places it's the veins I'm quite happy to have that flowing through me just walked past the badger set and I've been immediately struck with the um, that real earthy rich scent um, it's very it's very red here at the land and they have been very busy overnight and dug out quite a lot of it um, just imagine uh, in my in my mind as a storyteller I'm seeing badgers with shovels and mugs of something hot and spicy but it's probably actually even better in reality and they have done a lot of work but I've also noticed that their scratching post which has has been used ever since I've been coming here maybe five years has actually fallen down it had got rather rotten and I was wondering when it might happen but it appears to have given up and has fallen down so I'm wondering what else I'll use now Badger's got a scratch and um, yeah the earth is beautiful I won't get too close to the set entrance but what I will do with kindness and respect is perhaps pick up a tiny pinch of the earth 
that's the, the train you can hear again. <laughs> um, I'll pick up a tiny pinch of the earth from the set, which I will use when I get home and mix and grind into a paint. Um, and I might actually paint a badger with it. Sometimes it's quite nice to take the earth just from the paw print, so it's got that kind of essence of badger about it. Um, they come out quite wonderful, those paintings, almost like some kind of cave painting, which I wouldn't expect anything different from a badger. They're so earthy and grounded. I, I can't imagine some beautiful, delicate masterpiece. It, it's gonna, it's gonna be earthy. <laughs> it's gonna be bold. Um, so yes, I might take a little pinch and paint a badger, <laughs> as you do. They are quite busy right now with, obviously upkeep. I suppose all the fallen leaves and things need to be cleared away. It, it must take a lot of energy. There's always a lot of little robins and wrens around these sets and it's forever made me associate badgers and and wrens and it, it makes me put them together. They often appear in my stories together but I suppose it's inevitable when you sit here and see it all combined. Yeah, I think that's a good pinch and that shall make for a beautiful painting. Thank you, Bye, Gisette. As I enter the wood, I always give a little nod to this beautiful hawthorn tree. It's, it's, it's fairly large um, at the moment it appears bare branched from a distance but when you get close to it the uh, there are still a few little berries hanging on that have kind of dried out and gone to an older version of themselves and the lichen is just it's, it's just like miniature works of art in itself that have covered the branches I'm not sure how old it is. I'm not. I'm not great with those things. Apologise for the beeping in the background. By the way, as I told you, <laughs> there's a lot of building works going on. Um, but I do love this one because it's right next to a young oak, and to me, they're almost like a doorway. You've got the the male and the female as you enter the woods and the berries are such good heart medicine when they're ripe. I don't really tend to pick very many now as it's probably best to leave them. But dried in tea, hawthorn berries, obviously only being able to pick what you can actually identify. But you know you don't need to actually pick them and, and drink them. You could just sit under the hawthorn tree and that's just as good medicine if not better and the hawthorn is just 
it gives so much to this little place as you enter it. Um, in the spring, it will be a cascade of white blooms, all with that musky scent. Yeah, I always do give it a little nod. It's like entering through the doorway, through the heart of the woods. It's good to recognise these things instead of just bimbling on through. Walk with soft feet is what I was always told. And uh, that's what I tried to do. Soft feet, soft eyes. Notice what's around. So that was Lucy down by a river in Somerset, recording her thoughts and her connections with nature. As I said at the beginning, Lucy is a listener, a long-term listener to the podcast. And it's lovely that she's been able to contribute a very personal and delightful connection to her surroundings. If you'd like to see some of Lucy's work and some of her words, do visit her website, whispersofthewild.co.uk. I'm lucky enough to be joined again in the virtual studio with my very good friends, Jack and Hannah. And we're doing the podcast postbag, but it's slightly different this week. We are inviting not so much emails and letters, but following on what Lucy has provided for us, we're asking you to send in some sounds. We're going to call it Sound of the Week, but it's really an opportunity to for anyone to go out and record something beautiful, a short little segment, and send it to us and we'll feature it in the podcast. Jack, you're the sort of technical expert here amongst the three of us, I would say. So what what sort of devices can people use? Can, I mean, we're, we're hoping people can use anything, but what, what sort of advice would you give someone who's going out to record some sound? I don't think there's there's no specific equipment to use. I think if you've got a recorder, it could be a Zoom, it could be a Tascam, anything like that. If you've got one of those, use that, perfect. If you've got your fancy boom and your or your stereo surround imaging microphones, Okay, use that. That might be a bit overkill. Um, but then also just a phone. A phone or anything like that works just as well. Uh, you can get especially newer phones. So so you're saying just any old, any phone could do it. Do you need any particular software to record? No, well, most phones, so the phones that are going to be fine for recording on are usually the phones that come with some sort of app already on them or free to download like voice notes, voice memo. Um, anything like that is it's a simple just open it up click record it'll record your, what your phone's hearing and you'll be able to share it from there it's pretty straightforward and do you have any tips about sort of the conditions what what's what should you avoid to get a decent recording i mean i know we've talked about wind and my terrible yeah. wind <laughs> wind is um, the enemy <laughs> if wind is the enemy okay if you're going for wind you probably want to take a a few more precautions so you might want to get a wind jammer that's they're the fluffy things you always see on people's microphones they can help reduce it other things to watch out for rain can sometimes obviously you don't really want to be taking too much electronic stuff out if it that is really chucking it down because uh water and electrics obviously don't mix i mean just try and as best as possible just keep your phone or whatever you're recording with as stable and as flat as possible because the more you move your hands over it or it's rocking the more it'll pick up noises from everything it's touching and then you're going to have a really nice beautiful soundscape and then every two seconds get a really horrible crack or a fumble sound yeah yeah okay and that ruins what could be a beautiful recording oh yeah um and hannah do you have any suggestions of what people could record i mean 
you know, obviously there's bird song, but what 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 things would you like to hear people send in? Well, I don't think it needs to be particularly special. I think sometimes when you are living in a, a landscape, you forget what's kind of special about that landscape because it kind of blends into the background. And as soon as you start recording it and you listen back to that recording in isolation, you pick up on things that you wouldn't necessarily have heard when you were listening in the first place. So you'll get the sounds of farm machinery or maybe like distant traffic or the sounds of birds in the trees or maybe squirrels or so just even just putting your hand out of the window and recording that noise I did it the other day and it was absolutely freezing so I've got um, a couple of recordings of a robin singing sort of in the frost and it was beautiful and sort of clear and a lovely clean audio but they're only as long as I could bear to have my hand outside <laughs> yeah. well we don't we don't want <laughs> particularly long recordings at all I mean 30 seconds would be fine maybe aim for a minute a minute I think is probably the best and then that way if you have fumbled or you have slipped or if some there's been a creak of a door or something then there's probably still a good clean 30 seconds within that so minute. you've got a sample to play us you've been out recording yes so I, I was out this lunchtime um it is a grey sort of day. It's been raining. There are lots of dewdrops on the trees still. Um, and I went down to an area of woodland that's right next to the coast where I live. And I recorded just the noises in a particular spot, right on the edge of the woodland. So you can hear the waves in the distance and you can hear all the birds having a great time up in the trees and um don't give it all away let's have a listen <laughs> <laughs> okay i love the uh the sound of the rain on that recording that it's very oh it's um I say it's ASMR, it's that sort of really tip-tappy sort of rain. I, I love that. I love that recording of rain. Thank you. It sort of feels like um, when you're inside a tent, that kind mm. of like spit spot, kind of cosy. I got rained on. Well, not rained on, but I was, because I was standing there really still holding out the microphone. Um, I was underneath a tree and I got dripped on the face. I got dripped on the hand. So you might even be able to hear a couple of times where it like hits my thumb holding the recorder. <laughs> no pain, no gain. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. Um, discipline lots of deep yeah lots of levels of sound and you've got a lot of you've got a lot of bird song i mean we're recording here second week of january and that's a lot of bird song so kind of uplifting that spring is already and there's there was the two note song of the great tit that thing going on which is just lovely this time of year it just makes you it's spring happening in the great tit's head whereas we're in this darkest of lockdowns going, no, let us out. Um, so yeah, it's anything like that. And we would love to feature those little brief moments along with the emails and reviews and post bags that we get, but just really nice to just a chance for people to send in anything. We're just really curious to see what people want. I think it'd be really interesting as well to hear the difference in where everyone is. So like we've mm. mentioned before, how some of our listeners live in America and to to hear 
the sounds oh, of their, fun. Yeah, their yeah, sort yeah. of local nature compared to, for That's example, me point. near Bristol, you're going to get completely different soundscapes, but at the same time of year, it's, I think it's just, it's a really interesting uh, That's sort of a great concept. point. Yeah, so wherever you are in the world, send us your audio and we'd love to listen to it and share it with others. So if it's less than 10 or 15 megabytes, you can email it directly to editor at countryfile.com and I'll receive that. Um, but if they're bigger than that, use a file compression site such as Dropbox or WeTransfer and send us that and we can find it. And we may edit it. We, we, we reserve the right to edit uh, these to fit our time, but we won't change the sense or the, or the meaning of them. Oh, and don't forget, to make sure you include in the email uh, where you're from, where the recording has taken place, so we can compare and indulge ourselves in yeah. where they've come from. Where, where, where and what. That would help, because some of it might be difficult to decipher otherwise. So that's really cool. Thank you, guys, for, for that uh, insight. Um, I've got a couple of... I've got, we, we got a review. The, the podcast got a review in um, a recent... The Great British Podcast website, which was very exciting. And we're in a list of great lockdown podcast distractions, which, uh, uh, including Nature Escapes. So we're up there with um, Melissa Harrison's The Stubborn Light of Things, which is a brilliant podcast. And I heartily recommend that if you love nature in the countryside. But we are. Another good listener's BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast, returning for a new series, which we are, which we have. Um, weirdly, I find myself more immersed listening to the podcast episodes exploring nature like this than if I'm watching the same features on television, which is a lovely compliment. And um, I think that will go on, on, our, uh, <laughs> on our promotion material. Well, it's just lovely that someone's picked up on that. We're looking forward to sounds. We're looking forward to um, hearing audio from around the country and around the world. Brilliant. Well, before we go, I heard a really good joke, a uh, countryside joke, which I thought I'd share with you. And... Um, it's not the potato joke. Thank it's goodness. actually a man walks into a bar. It's a man walks into a bar joke, which I thought there were no more to be. So a dung beetle walks into a bar and says, is this stool taken? Oh, <laughs> and um, on that note, uh, thank you very much for listening. And do get in touch. as say editor at countryfile.com and... Please do leave reviews and ratings on whatever podcast provider you use. You've been listening to the Country Fire Magazine podcast, produced by Jack here and with help from Hannah. So thanks and goodbye. 